Welcome to the Buzz Podcast. I'm Mark Heider. We're here at the QRM headquarters where we're hive talking. And today we have with us Megan Ussery, Director of Reimbursement Programming for QRM. Welcome, Megan. Hey, Mark. You ready for this? Ready. Let's do it. You're my partner. Let's get this done. Today, we're talking about another morning, another meeting. Fun? Super fun. I love morning meetings. I've gone to hundreds, if not thousands of morning meetings as a Probably most people listening to this podcast and they're thinking, oh, geez, morning meetings are bad enough. Do I really have to listen to a podcast about morning meetings? Stick around. Don't leave yet. It could be fun. It could be fun. It could be. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. At the end of this, you know, 20-ish minutes, we'll see. Thumbs up, thumbs down, right? On not morning meetings, because we're going to have morning meetings, but the podcast. Let's start with something simple. Why do we have morning meetings in the skilled nursing facility setting? To talk about what you did over the weekend. Duh. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I'm sure we'll hit on this later. That's what they turn into a lot of times. What did you do over the weekend? You know, but it, no, to be honest, getting necessary vital information, communicating with your team, what happened over the last 24 hours? What do you have to share with other members of the interdisciplinary team that they need to know in order to take the best care of your patients? Oh, you said the buzzword, care. Ding, ding, ding. I was hoping we were going to go over there. You know what? In one of our last podcasts, we just talked about the basics. And one of the basics, actually the basic, is care. So I'm glad you brought that up with the morning meetings. It's about the care. The residents come first. The care comes first. Everything else flows from that, right? Absolutely. I know you were talking tongue-in-cheek about what happens on the weekends. We probably offended some people there. Other people probably laughed. Everybody knows what a bad meeting looks like, right? We have a bunch of people to get together, may or may not know their roles in the meeting, but they've been told to come to the meeting. What are some of the other things that make a bad morning meeting? It's almost sad that I can think of more things that make a bad meeting than what makes a good meeting. So everything that I'm going to say that makes a bad meeting, just flip it around and that's what would make a good meeting. <laughs> if nobody shows up on time, right? Number one, show up on time. Like everybody is busy. Show up on time and be prepared. Please be prepared. You can't just stroll through the door at, I feel like all morning meetings start at like 9 or 9.30, regardless of your time zone, 9 or 9.30. But show up prepared on time. Be a good steward of the entire team's time and just have everything ready to go. If that means getting there an hour early, get there an hour early. Make your rounds. Open up your email. Go through the census. If you're getting to your morning meeting and you're learning all of the information right then, you probably weren't prepared prepared, right? So look at that census. Go visit the patients that you need to visit if that's one of your assignments. Be prepared with, you know, if you're the MDS coordinator, your calendar, whatever. Show up, be on time, and stay on task. You know, I think you nailed a, a bunch of things there. One of the things that as I've gone to meetings, at first I was a participant. I was a caregiver in a facility. I was one of the IDT members, you know, went to a variety of meetings. Next, I was like a regional type manager, became more of a corporate type manager, but I continued to go to morning meetings. And it was always concerning when I would be told a couple things. One morning meeting starts at 9.30. And I'm thinking, okay, for me, and I'm a morning person, I'm an early morning person. I'm thinking in my mind, it's a little bit late because the shift's already going. You know, we haven't got out on the floor and shared information. The shift's already going, but whatever. Meeting starts at 9.30. So I'm literally watching the front door. And I've, I've done this many times. 9.25, some of the IDT walking in the door, punching in, putting their backpack in their office, getting a cup of coffee. 
uh, getting their paperwork together, whatever they needed, and walking into the meeting. Zero preparation. Zero preparation. So my my thought always started with, well, what do you have to contribute? I mean, certainly you can take notes as people are talking, but one of the things you said was rounding. Go around and see your patients. See how they're doing that morning so you do have something to share. Look at the charts. How often do you think maybe it's a failure on the leaders and administrators for not defining roles and expectations as people were invited to that meeting? Oh, I mean, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but a lot of the times it's due to that. So if you don't have an administrator that is because that that in my opinion, that is who should be running the morning meeting, right? They are the ones who pretty much everybody in the facility answers to. You know, they are the leaders of that IDT. And if you set the expectation like, hey, even if the meeting starts at 9, 930, whatever time it is, I don't care if it starts at noon. If the expectation is that you come to that meeting prepared and that administrator is following through on that, I'm going to guess that most people are going to come up to that meeting prepared, right, to share their information. So 100 percent administrator, in my opinion, administrator responsibility to get folks to show up with all of their information prepared and on time. And it's funny that you mentioned the folks strolling through the door right as the meeting starts because I've been there and those are the same people who are coming to your office throughout the day asking you for all the information that was shared during the meeting or giving you information that they should have been sharing during the meeting because they were late. Or because they showed up just in the nick of time. You know, I always know there's signs of a, of a terrible meeting. And I know you said there are a million of them. But but when I sit there, a couple of things happen. One is people come in, you know, clock in, come in. The other is people open up their computers and start looking for information as the discussion's going on. Another is other parts of the IDT, even the administrators on their cell phones, kind of holding it under the table so nobody sees it. That they're texting <laughs> or answering emails or whatever. And the problem is nobody's guiding the meeting. About oh, two or three years ago, I went to... A meeting that literally went from one of the worst meetings I've been to in a long time to actually one of the better outcomes for a meeting. The meeting was just kind of meandering. And as I'm watching, one of the regionals that attended that meeting finally said, stop, 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 stop the meeting. What are we trying to accomplish here? What's the purpose of this meeting? And I was really glad because I was on the verge of doing the same thing. I was supposed to just be observing, but I could hardly stand it. And I'm thinking, I don't know what meeting I'm sitting in. And I've been doing this for 30 some months years. If I don't know what meeting this is, is that a problem? Because I should recognize what they're trying to get to, right? What's the point of the meeting? Right. And that could be a sign of a bigger problem, right? So if we're like, if we're having morning meetings every day and no one's showing up on time and it's off topic and it's not effective, what do you think is happening in the other meetings? A weekly UR meeting, a a triple check meeting, a quappy meeting. You know, if, if we're not setting a good precedent on the small things that we do every single day, what's happening with those bigger meetings, right? I agree. I agree. I think teams that are disciplined and run really good meetings do that pretty consistently. And the first thing is define what the meeting is, what it's it's intended to accomplish. So in a in a stand-up meeting, we've all been to stand-up meetings, what are some of the things we're looking for in an effective stand-up meeting? We're talking to a lot of different groups here. So it depends on how your facility runs and what your role is responsible for. But we are looking to 
have good communication on a couple of basic things, right? Who came in? Who went out? Any changes in condition? We're looking at what do certain members of the IDT need from other members of the IDT in order to do their job completely and accurately? Because a lot of roles within a SNF IDT really depend on each other to get things done. So what do I need from you? What do you need from me? I'm going to say your favorite phrase, Mark, who does what by when is huge. But also on the end of that, follow up the next day. So whether you have a stand down meeting or whether you have, you know, just your next morning meeting the next morning, when are we going to follow up on this? What is the expectation? You need to set the expectation for any of those follow up items and make sure that they're followed through on. And I think you're 100% right, especially on the follow up. And, and you know how I push that who does what by when down everybody's throat every chance I get because I think that's how things get done. You want to move the needle, assign it to somebody and give them a time frame. I do, I do it with my kids. I expect oh, you really? to do this by by this time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. And it works, right? It, it does. Works it works better and better. The one thing I often ask when I'm in facilities is if you have a stand up meeting, should you have a stand down meeting at the end of the shift? What are your thoughts on a stand down meeting? I love this question. So I have worked in several different facilities, some of them for six plus years at a time. The most successful teams that I've been a part of have stand down meetings. It is just a brief and they're much shorter. I'm all over the place right now, but they're much shorter than a stand up meeting because really that who does what by when all right the by when is this afternoon at 4 30 when we meet or five o'clock when we meet you know i need i need this task to be done so if you're having a stand down meeting it kind of ties up those loose ends before the next morning so if somebody's going to be off the next morning on pto or if somebody calls in sick you know whatever we've at least tied up the majority of what we could in that stand down meeting and also addressed anything that needs to be followed up on by the next morning meeting right so i think it's a good lows to the day. And like I said, the most successful teams that I've been a part of, the most successful facilities and organizations that I've been a part of have that end of the day meeting. I prefer it. I agree. I agree. And as a leader, it makes me nervous, anxious, whatever you want to call it, to leave work and not know that something's been done. And where I've dealt with some ineffective leaders is where they have made assignments and everybody leaves at the end of the day without checking in. And one of the things that makes me nervous about skilled nurse as a whole is we have so many tight time frames and target dates and assessment reference dates and really windows of time that we have to get things accomplished that if we allow people to leave at the end of the day without accomplishing some of those time sensitive things we're in trouble with payment with compliance with whatever even with maintenance you didn't do the the check you didn't check this and now we're one day out of compliance is that not a problem I agree with you completely. There are so many things, like we've worked in SNFs for a lot of years combined. There are so many things that happen in a day. And it's just, I mean, really just like a lot of other jobs, you you show up to work, you think your day is going to go how you have planned it out. And halfway through the day, everything goes haywire and you're doing something completely different that you were not planning on. So I think, you know, even having that stand down meeting is also, it's a follow up, but it's also reminder for if things do go haywire throughout the day. Hey, I know that you were not 
planning on dealing with X, Y, and Z, but and, and that's how your day went. But please don't forget that before you leave, I need I need this to be done. I agree with you because I think every day something goes sideways in skilled nursing. Every single day. Because if you have 100 residents, that means you have 100 plus employees. You're dealing with 100 residents' families. You're dealing with surveyors that are coming in for annual surveys and complaint surveys and self-report surveys and whatever else. We've got them coming in. And if you do really well in a survey, then you probably have federal survey coming in because you did really well in a survey. So there's always things going sideways. And so one of the things I want our, our listeners to understand is we understand there are a million things that get teams off track and individuals off track. And this is not an easy job. One of the things that, that we think the morning meeting is potentially an effective tool to get the day started off right and get our team started right and to really make sure that the basics are being done and did done well and done timely. That meeting I, I mentioned a, a few minutes ago that was the worst and turned in one of the best. The regional vice president of operations also came in later and there's it's a larger facility and there were like 20 people sitting in this meeting and after about 15 minutes the regional vice president looks around and said hey like three of you have spoken um, the whole time I've been here why are the rest of you here? And it got really really quiet and really uncomfortable really quickly as most of them said I was just told I had to be here and had no idea what their role was, which goes back to who does what by when. But the morning meeting was a ritual. And so everybody came down and sat through all the meetings. They didn't get people in and out of the meetings effectively. Didn't define the different sections of the meeting because even though it was a morning meeting, there were like three meetings rolled into one. They just sat through it, listening like they were told to do, yet for the most part, didn't need to be there. That just makes it a habit, but not an effective habit. You know, if people are just showing up to a meeting, you're like, eh, I'm not really sure why I'm here. It's just a habit, you know, and it's just not effective. So if I were an administrator, I'd be scripting out, you know, each part of the meeting. Who do I need there? Why do they need to be there? How long do they need to be there? What do I need from them? Get them in and out. Because one of the things I'm always worried about is those leaders who could be making a, a difference out on the floor are sitting in a meeting for too many hours a day and they don't want to be there. They just are there because they're told to be there. So, you know, why do we need to do that? I think is really a good question. Again, looking at the big perspective and do you think PDPM added to the morning meetings or took stuff away? Because CMS said they were alleviating the administrative burden by introducing PDPM. Do you think it added or reduced the content of an effective morning meeting? I think, oh gosh, I'm going to say it once again. Well, first of all, anytime CMS necessarily <laughs> alleviating an administrative burden, I raise one eyebrow. But I think it does depend on, and I hate to say this, but there are just so many different organizations and processes and all that good stuff. But it it does depend on how you changed your process. If you're running through PDPM data or you're running through all your skilled patients each day, it probably added a little bit more to your morning meeting. But also it may keep you from having to have an entire weekly meeting that's a little bit longer going through all of those patients. So I think it all boils down to regardless of the day or the time or how often you're having a meeting, if it's effective and it's improving your not only your quality of care, but your metric, you know, your quality measures and you're getting more accurate reimbursement, then it's worth it, right? It's it's worth it. It is. And I think you have to be really strategic on how you get through that information because there's so much. And obviously under rugs, it was days and minutes of therapy, those outliers that were nursing, which was what, eight or so percent 
percent of all all in all skilled stay days. You know, not much there. So it really was days and minutes. Now we're looking at lots and lots of information. So I think we need to be more strategic, more disciplined in the meeting, getting through the information and the follow up. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think too, you know, just going back to the PDPM versus rugs thing. I think because of the nature of PDPM, we're looking at more surrounding each patient than we were under rugs, right? So we could sit in a morning meeting and we're going to read off days and minutes and a bunch of numbers and a bunch of dates and we're moving on versus really looking at all of the conditions that each patient has. What do we need to be prioritizing care-wise? What do what documentation do we need to be obtaining? And whose responsibility is that, right? And also the follow-up. Love it. So to wrap this up, what's your best advice for creating a really effective morning meeting? Starts with the leadership, starts with that administrator. If the administrator is out, who's the backup? We need to be making sure that every person that is attending that meeting needs to be there, that they are bringing something to contribute to the team, that they are prepared and on time. The meeting runs smoothly, effectively. If you have a team, and I'm just going to say this because I like to chit chat sometimes too. If you have a team that really likes to chit chat, build in 15 minutes at the beginning or at the end of that meeting to talk about what they did over the weekend or whatever, you know, get that out of your system and then let's get down to business. Let's make sure that everybody is on time, responsible for whatever they're supposed to bring, that they, that the meeting is running effectively and that there is follow up, follow up. I love that because I do think it boils down to the leadership. Does the leader know what the goal of the meeting is? Does the leader know exactly what people are supposed to do in their role? And in the meetings I've been in that are most effective, even the sequence or the order of people presenting, get it, get it lined out, get it scripted out and, and stick to it, except where a side discussion needs to happen and then decide, do we need to table this and, and pull the two people or three people that need to talk about this later? Then let's do that and let's keep the meeting running and, you know, follow up with that stuff. But I think it is the leadership. It's really having a strategy. It's understanding what you're trying to accomplish. It's having the discipline to work with those team members who don't come prepared, don't come on time, don't present the relevant information. It's developing your team and letting them know what you expect. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Megan. It's always a pleasure talking to you. So much fun. Thanks for having me. You bet. So all you listeners out there, you keep listening, we'll keep talking, and thanks for joining us on another session of the Buzz Podcast. Bye.